You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath, this beautiful Wednesday, April 21st. So glad you could take time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath. Morning Breath's a Uh, devotion. It's where you spend some time with the Lord. And what we do is at home, we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord, do a morning devotion. We come down to the studio afterwards here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook, and I want to welcome him. Can we all give Mark a big welcome? Yay! (laughs) Am I allowed to clap for myself? No, you don't have to. Good good to have you, Mark. It's great to be here. Something I always when when I have when I host the show without you, uh-huh. you always get the day and the date in right away, and I always I always forget to get it in there until I'm in a good thirty seconds or maybe uh-huh. even a few minutes. It's just just from what I'm trained, you know, it's incredible skill. Uh, well, that or or I'm like Pavlov's dog. I just you know I start drooling when I start the program, and I remember what to to look at the date on my on the top of my piece of paper here. Well, the date's important because if you have the morning breath chapter guide, then yeah, you know uh, what. To chapter we're going to be in. And so you can get to that guide on the East Coast app or on our website, eccc.us. You jump on there and you can not only find the Morning Breath chapter guide, you can also listen to podcasts of the show going back a pretty good ways and listen to lots of them. Um, you can get us on, on all over the place online, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can always call the office, 321-452-1060. We still have a landline. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. I don't have one at my house. Yeah. Most people don't. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. But uh, call us, we'll talk to you, and uh, we'll mail you stuff if you need a morning breath guide and, and things like that. And so we're just glad to hear from you, and we're glad to have you connected to East Coast. Yeah, those old movies, like when they were going to come and get you, mm-hmm. they would cut the phone line. Yeah. Oh, those old spooky movies, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, gangster movies or whatever it is. And now you think about it and go, huh. <laughs> you know, they're not going to, you know, they cut the phone line. It's probably still there on the yeah. side of my house, you know. It's just not going to make any difference, but yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't want to cut the phone line to to you guys, though. So we're going to get right into it today. Before we jump into the chapter, which we're in Luke chapter 3, so if you're sitting somewhere and you're able to, you know, sit down and do this, grab your Bible, uh, open it up, maybe underline a few things, uh, make note of something. Maybe you want to figure out a little bit more about what that's saying to you. Uh, sit down, get your Bible, so get ready. But uh, May 7th, we've got a great event, and we want to encourage you to be involved in it. We're going to do a marriage night, and it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a night where we get encouraged and we get built up, um, not torn down, not beat up. Uh, we are going to have a mechanical bull there for all the guys that think they want to ride a mechanical bull. Are you kidding? Are you serious? Uh, is my name? You you've been known to make a joke. <laughs> no, we are going to have a mechanical wow, bull. I had not heard that. Yeah, we're having a mechanical bull. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's just for a little excitement and a little uh, you know fun. And I want to see Pastor Brian on the mechanical bull because what's <laughs> great about Brian is Brian's six eight. So they turn the bull on and he just stands up and it does all right. that stuff underneath <laughs> him and he's fine. So us shorter guys, we might be in trouble. I don't know, but. I'm not getting on it, but we are going to have one, but it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be an encouraging night. We're going to get built up. It's called I Still Do. And uh, mm-hmm. one person said, I still do when I work on my marriage, but the real heart of that is I do. You said I do because you loved someone incredibly. We've got a young man sitting next to us here running the board that's only been married 40 days or 30 days or how long? 
I don't know. You're shaking your head. Yes, at everything. <laughs> he, already, he already forgot his anniversary. Yeah, he already forgot his anniversary. <laughs> I know what day it is. I just what the day math, is it? I can't what day do the math. Tell me the day. Then. Oh, uh, March fifth. Okay, so wait, it's April twenty second, right? Is that right? Yeah, I got to look twenty first. Okay, 21st. so yeah, you about forty five days. Yeah, you did good. Yeah, sort of. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into the chapter before we pick on him anymore. But May seventh, and we have child care. It's ten bucks, and that doesn't matter if you have six kids or you're one one child. Uh, Child care is $10. We want to make it, you know, sometimes big families, it's harder. Finances are tighter. And we just want to make it easier for people to go and couples to have a great night. So marriage night, come on out. We'd love love to have you involved. Amen. So we're going to we're gonna get in. We're both reading the New King James of yep, chapter, chapter 3. three yep. 38 verses. Yeah, and I, I, I think there's a good break at 20 because then all you get to do is almost a genealogy. I do all the, gene- I do all the hard work. Yeah, all <laughs> the hard work. If you want, I'll let you go first and I'll read the back half. I'll handle if, it. Okay, I knew you would. You're good at pronunciation. So we can do 19, I think, is perfect, but... You know, it's kind of like verse 20. Is just, it's in the middle of a sentence, yeah, so you, you'll finish 20, and I'll pick it up at 21. Good call. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Ituria, and the region of Traconitis, and Lysonius, tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill brought low, and the, excuse me, the crooked places shall be made straight and rough ways smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Then the tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what is appointed for you. Likewise, the soldiers asked him, saying, And what shall we do? So he said to them, Do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely, and be content with your wages. Now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And many, and with many other exhortations, he preached to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him concerning Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done, also added this above all. 
that he shut John up in prison. Verse 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about thirty years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janna, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathiah, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Maath, the son of Mattathiah, the son of Sarnay, the son of Joseph, the son of Judah, the son of Joannes, the son of Ressa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adi, the son of Kasim, the son of Elmodam, the son of Ur, the son of Jose, the son of Eliezer, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonan, the son of Eliakim, the son of Maleah, the son of Menon, the son of Mattatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salmon, the son of Nashon, the son of Amminadab, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Amen. <laughs> and don't, yeah. don't anybody swear that that's how... Don't go say, well, Pastor Mark pronounced it this way, so well, that must hey, be right. Hey, I'm, I'm good with whatever <laughs> you did there. I was I was hot there. there. What's the weirdest name in here that you have a friend named? <laughs> <laughs> that one I don't Is know. Is this a little? I mean, yeah. it's not. They're not really weird names. So please, well, they're from friend, another language. Yeah, just yeah. friend. Don't get upset with me. But Ressa, yeah, we Ressa. Yeah, she's a wonderful gal. Yep. Yeah, Addy, another uh, wonderful guy that I know. Yep. He's from Africa. So those were the two that thought maybe. We're a little bit of the different ones, sure. you know, names that uh, most people don't think about. Russ is a, well, that was a man here, yeah. but it's a great lady yeah. uh, that's uh, that we know, you know, uh, name Ressa. Some it's, names it's pop cool. up, especially from old school. I've got, yeah. I've got an yeah. aunt. Uh, I call her my Aunt Dot. That's what she's always been called, but her name is Dorcas. Yeah, there you go. And I have an uncle uh, whose first name is Rufus. Rufus, I yeah. love it. Yeah, those yeah. are both biblical names. Now, he carried the cross, right? Wasn't that Rufus? Rufus? No, that, uh, I don't remember exactly who Rufus was, but I know he's in the Bible. I, he's definitely in the Bible. I yeah. think that's. I think what they think is that when they look at Rufus in the Bible where he's mentioned, he's from the same area the guy was coming down. Like, from Cyrene? In, yeah, from Cyrene. Uh, and that, was it one of his sons? Something like yeah. that. So I don't know. There's a connection there. There's so many things up in my head. Sometimes they kind of run together and yeah. into a ugly looking puddle but uh for the most part but there is something there with that but the other thing and this one isn't as clear at at doing that what's pretty wild going on here is um you know god's inclusion and i'm just going to start out this way it ends up at adam the son of god what i think is interesting and i think it signifies something i believe that it signifies that jesus is a savior to all men 
not just the Jew, when he goes all the way back to Adam. He goes back through this whole group of people right down to where God started this thing in the beginning where he just made man, which Adam really does stand for mankind, not just a man, though that is a man's name, and he was a real man that God made, and no, I don't know if he had a belly button and all that (laughs) stuff, but Adam was, you know, his real person whom God breathed into him the breath of life, but yet he, he also signifies, and he is, where all men came from. Just like in Eve, all, you know, people came from Eve. It's just the way it worked. What we've got here is, I think, God saying how much, how much he is in love with all people. And I think we see some of that as we look through these chapters. And we don't have time to go into it, but chapter 4 Jesus gives this incredible quote out of uh, Isaiah 58 about the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And, and then they say, oh, how graciously he spoke. But then he says, when God wanted to do something big in the world, he didn't go to a Jew. He went to a Gentile, and he gives them three examples of it. They take him to the brow of the city and get ready to <laughs> chuck him off. So I do think there's some points being made here to say, look— What the Jew did was incredible about laying a foundation for Jesus to come because Jesus is, was a Jew, however you want to say it. But it's also laying a foundation in this chapter with this genealogy. And as much as you see these names even change culturally and from different areas of the world, just showing you how, how much culture is in the Jewish nation. It's in and of itself that God's a God for all people and just, open. It's an open open invitation from God. Come, get involved. Well, that's why John even specifically brings out the idea. He says, don't don't consider yourself all set and good to go because exactly. you say I have Abraham as a father. Yeah. And and he what he's talking to is he's talking to the Jewish people, and they were very proud of tracing their lineage back to Abraham. But in, in con, you know, continuing what you're talking about and what this chapter is talking about, and I was thinking about Abraham. You know, the sign of circumcision was the sign of the covenant with Abraham that God made. Mm. Who all was circumcised? All the servants in his house, yeah. which were not people born to his line. That's right. Right. So that covenant was made with anyone in his house from any nation, tribe, and tongue. Yep. Um, and so that's an important thing to remember. And as you see this, if we were to go back and really peel this all apart, um, this one and the one in, in Matthew, you're going to see different nations, tribes, and tongues in this in this story. You're going to see different backgrounds. You're going to yep. see some really bad stuff yep. that people had. And, and it all just boils down to the fact that Jesus came to save everyone. One. Well, verse 6, uh, you uh, didn't get to read it in the first chapter, so first time through, so you read verse 6 again there, and I think it's kind of some a summation of all those thoughts we've just made, chapter all, 3. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, boom, and he's not talking about, you know, chihuahuas and, and you know, Labradors. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about all flesh because there's all sorts of different nationalities and, you know, people from all over the world, Gentile and Jew alike, and, and I do think it's why John kind of how does how did somebody said at one time god or excuse me john disturbed the comfortable and comforted the uncomfortable mm. and so john's kind of you know if you're a jew and you're depending on that you know i'm a trailer abraham well then he steps on your toes but if you're you know like a regular guy who's a soldier so what should i do you know well just stop intimidating people mm. and ripping them off yeah you know same for the tax clear. just don't take any more i mean this is not 
this isn't like when you read this, this is not like major wisdom from, this is like normal behavior of the way, I mean, normal in the sense of if you have any sense of love or kindness for your neighbor and you're not just there to take advantage of people, you should, if somebody's cold and you're standing there and you got two jackets, what are you going to do? Just Watch them shiver. Yeah. Watch them shiver? No, <laughs> yeah. you should hand them one. I yeah. mean, if you're eating a hot dog and you got another one in your hand and there's, you know, um, I still remember a long, long time ago in Mexico, we ordered corn. And as we ordered corn and turned around, um, there was this kid standing behind me, you know, like the classic beggar kid in a very impoverished co- country. And he's just mm-hmm. looking at me. It's like, you just, uh, not in, the, I, in the radio, I just, I had the corn up like I was going to take a bite. And I just handed it to him, turned back around and ordered another one. I mean, it's just normal behavior yeah. in so many ways, but it's, it's, it's crazy that he's having to talk to these guys about, cause I don't know how, uh, cause we can, and look at the world today. There's been some the turns stuff that down. should be normal. Yeah. Things yeah. that should be normal aren't normal anymore. Yeah. Up is down and down is up and good is evil and evil is good. And it's pretty rough and we got to be careful of that. Well, and I think it's a word for today. And I, because I think that I'm a grace guy. Like everybody knows that uh, about yep. me around here. You know, they, they tell me I'm the grace guy um, because I love to talk about the unmerited favor of God and that the grace of God is available to all men and it, and it covers everything. But there should be a result from it. That's right. Grace is not a license to just do whatever. And that's kind of the, sort of the same thing he's saying. He's not saying, look, you can just live every want and say, I've got Abraham as my father, so I'm in God's family. He's saying, look, bear fruit worthy of repentance. You, we've been called to change the way we think about a relationship yeah. with God and how that affects our lives. That's what repentance means. And so if we're changing the way we think and we, we recognize that, man, I've been adopted into the family of Abraham and all the incredible blessings that he was promised by God are now given to me as an inheritance. I'm a co-heir with Christ Jesus. That should change the way I think, and it should change the way I live. And I cannot sit here and say, "Oh, I'm a Christian," and I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bring out the Big Brother stick a little bit. Oh, Don't you know? You come to church, you, you, you know, you kind of feel good about that because, oh, I came to church. Uh, you feel good because you come to church every Sunday, but then you walk out of here, and how do you live, and how do you behave, and how do you treat your family? How do you treat the people around you in your community? What's your mindset? How do you think about life? Do you think about it in a way that you say, I'm going to go represent and demonstrate the difference that Jesus has made in me? I should think differently. I shouldn't still be sleeping around. I shouldn't still be doing certain things. I shouldn't still be putting certain things in my body necessarily. Not talking about religion but we're talking about the effect that grace should have on your life. The Bible says in Romans that we are not under the law, and therefore sin should not have dominion over us because we're under grace. That's right. When grace really impacts your life, the the bad habits, the things, the way you used to think and the way you used to do things, there should be a shift. There should be a change. We are called to holiness. We're not called to do holiness in order to gain favor with God. We're called to say the favor that God has put on me freely through the finished work of Jesus calls me to live holy as a result. You know, and use this for example. When I was, uh, before I became a born-again Christian, I actually knew uh, not everything, but I knew a lot of what I was doing was wrong. And I was trying to actually adjust my behavior. I, you know, my wife was pregnant. Uh, we were going to have a baby. Now I'm going to raise a kid and I'm going to raise them living the way I'm living. You know, I, I started to see these things as difficult ways to live 
very selfish, self-centered, all that stuff going on. But here was the problem is I couldn't change. Mm -hmm. I wanted to change, but I couldn't change. And as I tried and tried to change, I failed again and again and again. And so really the grace of God is what empowered me to change. It actually gave me the strength to be different. I went from uh, smoking pot every day uh, for 10 years and drinking every day, but two days in 10 years to within a day going to bed one night and waking up the next morning being totally set free and not addicted at all to either alcohol or marijuana. And it was like I woke up and I'd been trying for three years Mm. to stop. You know, I only wanted to do it on the weekend or, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. I mean, I smoked joints every day during break at at work. I was a carpenter. I worked outside. It wasn't that unusual in Colorado. But anyway, (laughs) that's another whole story. But uh, it just I couldn't change. But when I received Jesus, he changed me. And that's part of what grace means. Some people just think, oh, grace, it's forgiveness. No, it's divine empowerment, Mm -hmm. divine enabling. The Bible actually shows the multifaceted grace of God, the multi-sided grace of God. The grace of God is not just you're not going to hell. You know, the grace of God has got a lot of aspects to it. One of it is a divine empowerment. It's by his grace I'm able to not live the life that I used to live. But then you need to get your mind renewed so you have a biblical worldview so that you live not religiously but naturally respond to things based on what the Word of God says about it instead of what, you know— Everybody else is saying about it yeah. because it's important. And the the less and less people we have on this planet, this is my opinion, the less and less place we have people on this planet that are biblically world-minded, the more dangerous and despicable a place this planet becomes. Yeah. Because everywhere I see the gospel go around the world, I see children get rights and women get rights and, and life happen and people get fed and education happens. And the, it's amazing what the gospel has done around the world in changing places. And we're not saying we want to change cultures because cultures are important. And just as we read earlier, there's lots of different cultures involved in, in the Bible on every level. And God didn't go in and try to change cultures. He had to actually give the Jews a culture because they didn't have one. They were mm. slaves. But, you know, it's not about culture. It's about heart and having the grace of God that enables us to live our lives, not in a hurtful, harmful way, but in a God, a grace, a graceful way. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said. I'm going to, I'm going to, I was going to go another direction, but I'm going to continue with what you just said about the great, when the, when the, when the gospel is preached, when we talk about things like Western culture and how it looks different. Um, because there's so much of the progress and the advancements and all the things that that are make life what they are today for humanity has come out of Western culture. Is that because we're do we have pride in Western <laughs> culture, or do we look at the root of that and say the gospel right. took root in Western culture, and the gospel is what drove those changes? The gospel is what opens hospitals. That's the right. gospel is what builds schools. The gospel is what sets slaves free. Come on, the gospel is what does yep. those things. It's That's so right. important. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back and finish. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Mark your calendars for Overlook Ministries' first concert fundraiser on April 30th. The event starts at 6 p.m. with food trucks, tours of their residential treatment house, and a concert that starts at 7, led by East Coast Christian Center's worship pastor, Chris Johnson. Come be a part of saving men's lives and restoring families. Mothers want their sons back, wives are missing their husbands, and children want their daddies home. Find more information and location of the event through Facebook by searching Overlook Ministries or you can go to www.overlookministries.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29 seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Hey, uh, let's just take a look at the Holy Spirit before we go. Got a couple of verses here. Which one are you going to, Pastor Mark? I was going to look at the one where John was talking about the baptism. He says, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit 
and fire. We wow. saw we see a picture of the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus, and that same Holy Spirit is available to anyone who believes. Yeah. Uh, it comes and He dwells inside of you when you put faith in Jesus, but He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. There's there's dunamis, which the, the word means dynamite power, that comes upon the one who says, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and be empowered to go do the things that God has called us and made us to do. I'm going to kick it to you, Pastor Dan, because you're so good about the pastor. <laughs> Baptism. You know, there, what's important here is you look at this, and and he's saying things like that, and then the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus and and commends him before he'd done any religious, any works, miracles, or anything Amen. like that. You know, he commends him and says, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." But then, right after that, chapter four is interesting. It starts out with Jesus being filled with the Spirit. It says, "Then Jesus mm. being filled with the Spirit returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit." into the wilderness. So he was filled, then he was led. Amen. And then not into something easy, into yep. something hard, yeah. very difficult. He, Jesus didn't lose his peace over it, but I'll talk more about that tomorrow. But then it says, after all that goes on with the temptation of Satan, a fast of 40 days, then it says in verse 14, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit Amen. to Galilee. So he's baptized or filled, he's led, and then he starts walking in power. Every one of us needs that. Yep. I know I do. How about you, Nick? You yep. want to overcome all that stuff we were talking about earlier? Amen. Holy Spirit will help you do it. God bless. See you guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.